Hey everyone, it's Ophie from the Astro Twins. Welcome back to Starstruck. I am here with the lovely Leo, Aliza Kelly. <laughs> hey, Aliza. Aliza hey! is a resident astrologer at Cosmo, an author, host, and multi-multi-hat-wearing astrologer. Capricorn rising. Capricorn, <laughs> yes, our two Capricorn risings. It was only natural that we talked about business, of course. Uh, we know that many of you guys are you know, either in the astrology or wellness or spiritual services business, which is booming according to all the articles. According that were to written. every Pew study. Yes, every study. It's a two billion dollar two point one billion dollar mystical service precise. industry. Right. Wow. This mystical service industry awaits many of you guys in the twenty twenties. So we wanted to share some of our experiences and I want to talk to Elisa about hers. Um to help you succeed in making the world a little more mystical. It needs it, still needs it. So, um, welcome, Aliza. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is so amazing. Yeah. How's biz? How's life? <laughs> what, are you, what are you working on the most now? Well, biz is good. I, sort of a answer to your question, and then also one of my recommendations for people who are trying to uh, break into the mystical service industry, yes. which first of all, I guess like, let's take a step back and yeah. define this. Let's define. Um, of course, the mystical service business industry um, includes astrology, but it's also tarot, numerology, crystal work, Reiki, um, any sort of divination practice, psychic, um, intuitive work, even if you're doing like intuitive drawing, intuitive tattoos. So there's a whole channeling. channeling. Yes, there is a whole range of things that fall into this mystical service industry. But what's most important at the end of the day is that you are connecting and picking something that you feel truly passionate about. And that is something that is really speaking to your soul. I would never work with a healer who was not in the process of healing themselves. I would never work with an astrologer or on who the didn't other use. Side of it. Yes, <laughs> I would never work with an astrologer who wasn't using astrology to help inform their life. You know, you want to work with somebody who is passionate. So if you're thinking about moving into this space, you definitely want to make sure that you are working with material that you are passionate and excited by. And on top of that, it's very important to have a very diverse portfolio. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, so don't I... Don't quit your day job yes. to shuffle tarot <laughs> cards. Yes, so it's whether you're doing events and writing, or you're doing vlogs, or you're doing um, you're writing a book, you're working with publishers, you're doing work with different brands, whatever it is, make sure that you have a hand in all of the different finger in pies, that whatever that yeah, creepy yeah. image is, um, <laughs> because that will really help sustain your business, especially if uh, you know, there's one point where you're not getting as many clients, it's good because you have a stable writing gig somewhere else. So a diversify, big part is diversify. Di diversification. Yeah. But then if you're like me, you end up diversifying so much that your calendar looks like a crazy calendar. <laughs> that happens to astrology. <laughs> astrology is, uh, and, and mystical services too, it is a lot of work because a lot of people start out with one-on-ones. You know, you start like, oh, I've, I'm good at this. I'll do readings for friends and then they'll recommend me and then I'll start charging and then, yeah, you get booked up and then you've got writing, you've got bookings, you've got events, you've got to, you know, go from the one-on-one -on -one in your pajamas with the cat or the dog on your lap to out in public, so. Yes, and not everything is for everyone. 
you may find that you really like doing one-on-one -on -one sessions and that is the thing that really inspires and energizes you, you may find that you're super drained by the end of them and you much That's prefer true. writing or, or doing social events. media. Yes. Some people really thrive on there while others are like, another live, oh my God. Yeah. So. <laughs> but you know, that to that point, um, you have been using technology since, you know, the early days, you had one of the first astrology apps, Align, which is an astrology dating app. Yes, it's when we first connected. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. I love it. Um, I, I forgot what we connected about. I think I was going to maybe even write a little something for it, but whatever it was, it was a great idea. You and another Leo. Yes. So, um, so tell yeah. What did you learn from Align? Because it it had a. It was out there maybe even ahead of its time. A it was little bit, definitely ahead of its which time. I know how that goes. So yeah, <laughs> you were the crash test dummy for the booming app business. Well, I would like to think that, you know, when we hear and we read all of these articles that are like, astrology is booming right now. Like, there's a reason it is. You know, there's a reason that astrology is so part of the zeitgeist at this moment. And in my, now I'm leaning into my Leo energy, I would like to think that Ophi and I, the Astro Twins, and early adopters of technology who were really using the fundamentals and the techniques to bring it into the modern sphere, to use new language, to be able to sort of take it out of that new wave or, or new age movement, I should say, of the 60s and 70s, and to um, bring in a modern contemporary vernacular are really sort of the forefathers, foremommies of this new astrology of this new astrology movement. So in back in 2014, um, I was living in Los Angeles. I was single, cranky, disillusioned, classic. <laughs> and I, I myself and a co my co-founder who I had gone to college with, and I realized that there was no astrology dating app that existed. And this was at the moment when Tinder really came on the rise and it had its competitor hinge and people were meeting all the time using their phones, swiping. So we were thinking, how could we create an experience that's going to be more spiritual, more mystical, something that actually has, a, you know, a fun entry point into it that isn't just like you're hot or you're not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we built a line, we raised some money for it, and that was back in 2014. To remind you guys of what was going on in 2014, Obama was president. Um, Miley had just done her VMAs performance with Robin Thicke. Oh, the <laughs> it twerk. Was, it was the year of the twerk. Okay. It was twas a time to be alive. But, you know, what's interesting <laughs> is that um, at that time, astrology had not infiltrated popular culture in the same way it has now. Yeah. So when we'd go to these meetings with investors, they would say like, astrology, really? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that like, you know, Witchcraft something, isn't that or, something yeah. for like women in Santa Fe? Like, it, do people really <laughs> right. care about that now? We're looking Girlfriend at millennials. Meanwhile, yeah. here's me and my friend, we're 24 years old, two millennials saying like, astrology is important to us and people are talking about it. Yeah. So we ended up having to close shop in 2016 because we couldn't sustain it. It's very hard to run a tech business. Um, and but you launched it. Let's yes. before we say that <laughs> she launched this very ambitious astrology dating app. And I, I want to tell you, I was approached to do a couple of those, and I mapped out what it would take because we capitalize. Astrologers are geeks. Let me just say, yes, we need to know math. 
We need to think in systems and flows and all those. Our, our, our minds can be flow charts. They have to be. So I mapped out what it would take to match. There's 78 possible matches. I've written them for my website, but to do that with technology, with an algorithm, that's a lot of work. It is. So like you deserve all the kudos for actually making that happen at 24, no less. Thank you. Yes, so. it was, um, you know, when, <laughs> when I closed it in 2016, at that moment, it felt sort of like, what was this all for? Yeah. Um, why did I just spend two years of my life doing this? Um, I can feel that way. And yes, absolutely. But and then I realized through time why I did all of that. And that was laying the foundation for me to be able to build a successful business. So for those out there who are feeling discouraged as well in business, entrepreneurs who are not having as many clients, who aren't getting um, sort of the traction that they are really excited to get, do not worry because everything is cyclical and you're practicing. You are learning how to do things so that when you have real big opportunities, you're going to already have experience in them and then you can step up and be like, okay, I know not what not to do, so that's great because what not to do is definitely the thing to avoid. So it's important to have these experiences, even if you don't know why things are like not going your way, there's a purpose behind it, there's a reason. So 2016 was also the year Trump was elected. There was a big shift in culture after that and suddenly astrology content became what it is today, which is desired and needed and wanted and people uh, are demanding a different lens in which to see the world. Yeah. And the stars of that uh, of that time actually, uh, I'd say, uh, catalyzed the rise of astrology too. But what's I love what you're saying about um, learning from the experiences because I found that to be true as well. Like I think, and I want to hear what you have to say about it. That to really have a mystical services or even a wellness services business in the 2020s, you have to really educate yourself about digital marketing. Uh, technology how do you not just instagram and um that kind of thing but seo and you know email marketing and segmentation you want if you really want to get into the into the game you know you want to learn about your customers and do what's called you know a b testing you've probably heard about that there is just like with you know astrology or anything else you when you do someone's chart, it's uh, you sort of go, all right, let me see if this, you know, there's a spectrum here. Let me see if this theory fits you. If not, I'll tweak it and try another interpretation until we find what fits. Doing your business is kind of the same way. You're going to have to try some things before you hit the mark. I Definitely. No, I think that that's beautifully and perfectly well said. Um, it's super you know running an astrology business or running any business that's within under this umbrella is a business mm -hmm. and i think that that's also something that um, needs to be formalized right if you are planning on starting a business aka making money from your practice you need to have an entity you need to protect yourself you need to know um, you, you need to allocate your funds accordingly you need to make sure that you have your personal and your business these are all essential things, not just right. because you want to feel fancy and you want to feel like you are doing something well, important, yeah. but because it's going to allow you to scale and it's going to allow you to grow. And when you 
say to the universe, like, I'm taking myself seriously. I have this structure that's set up for business so that I can be successful. You are going to really feel the uh, that shift in, in doing someone's chart for free or doing someone's tarot cards for fun to this is actually informing the flow of my success and my business and how I'm going to continue to generate income for myself. And the beauty of it is there are so many trainings and courses. We do our own astropreneurs training to help people with that uh, every year now. It's it's There's so much to learn uh, that's accessible even for free on YouTube or for you know take a take a course take a workshop on business and and the internet as well so let's talk side hustles have you had any on the road uh, to your astro career I mean I designed websites for years until I could finally sort of like let go of my last client and, and do astrology fully well I guess astrology Hmm. I guess astrology was my side hustle for a oh, long okay. time. Interesting. Um, until I, until I made the complete switch. It's I I I'm. What is the side hustle and what is the I, you know define these things right. for us because right. um, when I was building a line, uh, I had to keep working because yeah. at that time investors wanted you to do something called sweat equity which meant that you were not getting paid for your work despite the fact that you were doing it and your salary was not being um, allocated within those investments. So I had to work as a waitress. So I was working as a waitress while building a line. So astrology was, I guess the, that was my side hustle, yeah. but you know, did that. It was your combo. You were a slasher, as <laughs> yes. they call it, waitress. I mean, astrologer. I was doing the wait. I was doing that to make money, and my focus was astrology. But then, after a line ended, and I moved back to New York, and I didn't know what I was going to do because I had this massive identity crisis, um, pre-Saturn return, progressed lunar opposition, <laughs> second house. I was like. I guess I'm going to try to be a normal person and live a normal life. So I started to work as an assistant as, at a hedge fund, but all the while continued to practice and study astrology. Um, Sounds handy, actually. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I was practicing astrology while working at the hedge fund. So I guess in that capacity, that was my, which one was my side hustle? I'm not sure. But or did they all they, meld together? Yes, everything the has informed each other. Cauldron. Yes, yeah. everything mm-hmm. informed each other always. But I would say that something that is important to my story and something that I can definitely share in terms of sort of moving through all of these pieces of life to get where we are now is I continued to practice and study astrology because I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I did not think um, into, in 2016, when even when Align was no longer, that I was going to be here with you now speaking about astrology and doing astrology full time. At that point, I had been studying astrology for two years. Um, and I didn't feel equipped enough to call myself an astrologer. I just really loved it. And I just kept researching. And gradually and incrementally, these opportunities started opening up. And as they opened up, I was there and present to take them. And my business really scaled with my knowledge. Um, So for people who are, you know, who love astrology and they're like, oh, why am I not successful yet? Mm -hmm. But you only started six months, a year ago, like give it time. You don't learn astrology overnight. It takes time to practice and it takes time to integrate it fully into your flow so that you can become um, the professional that you want to be with it. I mean, it it should be seen as a lifelong learning process. I think I've been at it for probably since I was 21 and um, 
I'm not 21. What? Not even close anymore. <laughs> so, you know, over a couple of decades and some change, uh, I'm still learning. And you want to adopt that. I think the, to the sweat equity, all, you know, choose your sweat equity accordingly. Some, it's, you never know. You know, sometimes you show up somewhere and you do a reading on the fly and you don't get paid or you don't get the, you know, the selfie with the influencer or whatever. But you build a relationship. You get, you know, you, the person remembers you and recommends you to a friend. So, you know, go where your people are. Go where, uh, whether that's online or in real time, I would say just show up where the people that you resonate hang out, you know, resonate with hang out the most. Um, what, uh, what have you experimented with uh, tech-wise? Because you have a podcast called Stars Like Us. You have paper books, one for kids that has started a wave of astrology at my fourth grade daughter's <laughs> uh, elementary school, thanks to you. I love it. Um, and I, and you do you do something on Patreon too? Have yes. you used? Yeah, yes. let's talk about because that has started to boom for people in mystical services. What do you think about platforms like Patreon and Kickstarter that are that people are using? Well, I was very apprehensive about using Patreon. I was I I've never done a any sort of crowdfunding or crowd gathering <laughs> before, but I was trying to think about how I could connect all of these amazing people who I talk to all the time in my day-to-day one-on-one sessions. Um, you know, it was like I would talk to somebody and I'm sure that when you did readings or when you do them, you have this as well. There are so many synchronicities. So I'll talk to somebody who's a Taurus rising, then the next person I talk to is a Taurus moon, and the next person I talk to is a Taurus midheaven, right? And it's like all of these things come in at different times and in different ways. and each person could give the other so much wisdom and so much insight about their experience. So all of my clients are amazing. So I wanted them all to sort of like meet each other. Obviously, I couldn't be telling their stories because I have- Confidentiality. Exactly. <laughs> Confidentiality. Um, yes. So I was trying to figure out how to build a virtual community. And so it goes, Patreon had the resources to do that. They had a platform that I could scale that on. So I created the Constellation Club, which is a membership community. Um, and it's the hub of it is on Discord, which is basically like Slack. It is a 24-7 chat room. Um, yeah. What's better than a chat room? And <laughs> it's, yeah. it's fabulous. Um, people from all over the world are on it and connecting. We share stories. We support each other. We do coven meetings twice a month for the full moon and new moon. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I love it. And it's interesting, you know, blending business with obviously my passions and my values too is comes into this as well i want the constellation club to be affordable and to be accessible um but that's just my philosophy you know i think that that is also something that as one is building their own business they can discover for themselves and it's your your, audience yes you might have a high-end audience that likes to pay like that values things that are expensive because it makes them feel a certain way or you might have curious people who are kind of more just out there 
maybe don't want to spend a lot of money, but really want that support and encouragement. So I like the idea of bringing community in as an element to a wellness business instead of being sort of in a silo as the guru talking to everybody, but getting people talking to each other as part of your business model is very interesting too. And then um, you uh, podcasting, how do you, that's so big now. How do you get your podcast out to the world and how would you recommend others who are thinking about doing that share about theirs and get it viral or whatever? Well, again, another thing I was apprehensive about, yeah, <laughs> I was also yeah. apprehensive about starting my podcast last year because I guess this still this year, but in 2020, it will be last year. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. And I, because I felt like there are so many podcasts, do people really yeah. need another podcast? Like, Okay. Do we need another book? Like, do we need another anything? But apparently we do. Apparently we do. And I think that one of the values that I have found in the podcast has been um, creating platforms for people to tell their stories mm -hmm. and to have a very cohesive place where all of these different people who have such interesting narratives, who have worked in such interesting ways and practices can come and we can talk about what their life has looked like, what their experiences have been. We weave astrology into it, but nothing like that does exist. So I was happy for that to, when I sort of figured out the way that I wanted to structure it and what I wanted to say, I was like, no, this has legitimacy and this has purpose. Um, it's very hard running a podcast. It is a lot, a lot of, work, of work, especially work, if you're right? running a podcast that is guest-based, because in addition to making sure that the audio files are good to go and released on time, you also are trying to find people, coordinate schedules, um, and people, you know, it's it's not always easy to, the first 10 people was like fabulous, and then yeah. after that it was like, okay. Yeah, oh, I'm a booker. I'm so, and then if up. some, you know, you have to have uh, podcasts that are banked so that you don't have to scramble if somebody cancels, and wow. it's There's it's a lot a to lot. think through, and that's something we cap risings, like I said, it's always a flow chart in our brains. Um, so yeah, whatever you take on, know that there will be hours and technology and you're gonna to have to map out your time. Sometimes we mystical people don't like to live in the linear time grid. I know I don't. I'm like, can I just lose track of time and channel horse? But we're also both the timekeepers of the Zodiac. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, an, it's an inconvenient uh, assignment we've been given. Um, but yeah, so I, I know I find myself saying, oh, there's so much technology these days involved in running a business. Prepare for that. Um, I guess for our last question, I just want to ask you, like, what do you think maybe the the thing for someone who wants to launch uh, or expand or scale a mystical services business, like, if there's one thing that they should know for the 2020s, no pressure, what, what might that be? <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that where 22 degrees Capricorn in your chart exists is going to give you a lot of information about what... 2020 looks for you. Yeah. Um, we have that point activated through Saturn and Pluto, and we also have that point activated through Jupiter and Pluto. So there is a lot of energy in that last decan of Capricorn, and I would encourage everybody to identify exactly where that 22 degree Capricorn mark is and let that be the root of your meditation of thinking, what would I like to do? How can I b bring this business into life. So you'll want to do your chart, which you can do at astrostyle.com slash birth chart. 
and I, I think we have a little explainer video. We'll find, we'll find a way to explain this, maybe a little worksheet, how to find that 22 degree point and the house um, that it's in. So yeah, whatever house that point is in is the one that'll be activated. And yes. I know for me, it's my first house, which is being visible. Hello, camera. Uh, others will have other things. So, ooh, a little juicy astro assignment for you. I like that. Homework. Yeah. <laughs> Camp rising in the house. Thank you so much, Thank Aliza. you so much. This and, is great. Yeah, and where can people find you? Or You can find me uh, haunting the internet. I am on <laughs> alizakelly.com, A-L-I-Z-A-K-E-L-L-Y. Um, and then that's also my social handles on everything, Aliza Kelly. Um, so I will see you there. Yeah, thanks. Have a great year. Thank you.